Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Mwamba Fierce, the podcast. This is your host with the most, Anne Mwamba, Papua, Moyo, AM to PM. So today's episode, I have two brilliant ladies um, on the show and they're talking about cyber security. And I know you guys are out there like cyber what? Which was also me, right? Um, but I have two amazing ladies who are in the cybersecurity world um, who are going to break this down into like a 101 class for us. Um, and the importance of this is that everything that we do, um, and I know I'm very guilty of this, is online lately. So you are text messaging or WhatsApping each other. You are using online social media platforms. You are doing online purchases. You are online dating. You are banking. You know, there's everything that we do online. And with everything that comes as easy as it is on the fingertips, there's obviously a security issue that we need to look at because we're sharing so much of our stuff online. So I got these two ladies who have brilliantly started a podcast called Honey Pot Chats, which we'll also talk about later, um, onto the show. So I have so I have Brenda Zikonda here, as well as Matambila Karima, but we'll call her Tambi for the show. So welcome, ladies. Good, thanks. Yourself? We're, I'm doing well. Tambi, how are you? Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's winter in, 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 in this part of the world right now, in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, so I just did an intro um, for you ladies saying that you're in the cybersecurity space. So um, I know when I'm hit with the word cybersecurity, it already sounds like such a big word. Can someone just break it down 101 for us? When we talk cybersecurity, what exactly are we talking about? Okay, so um, in preparation for this, I kind of got a, a, a Wikipedia definition and then Tampi and I will kind of... Um, go through the definition that we have, uh, especially the ones that we've given on our podcast. But uh, Wikipedia defines cybersecurity. First, cybersecurity is, is, is a glamorous word for information security or computer security. Okay. Right? And um, it's basically the protection of computer systems, networks, from information uh, disclosure. So that could be theft or damage um, either to the hardware, the software, or the electronic data. As well, or as well as um, disruption or misdirection of services that can be provided. So I look at um, cybersecurity in three main parts, which is your people, your technology, and your processes. Mm-hmm. Right? You need these three areas in order to be able to protect your data um, that you're producing or working with, the network in terms of the one, the, the networks that you're working with, and just the information as a whole. And um, usually, in most cases, not all, the people are the weakest link because us as people don't like change. Mm. So I don't know whether Tambi wants to add something further to that or her own definition of, of, of cybersecurity. Um, you've pretty much said it all. Um, but I think just to pretty much simplify it further. Yeah, 101 for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, like uh, Brenda, Brenda took it to like fourth year university, and I'm like, no, we're in the first week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to just simplify what Brenda said, it's essentially we're protecting anything that's in the digital space. Okay. So your information, your data, anything that's in the digital space, um, applying protection to it. So whether it's through technology, it's through policies. Um, that's pretty much what, what cybersecurity is. Okay, so just, I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know, I know that I know this, but what did you guys study to become cybersecurity enthusiasts and professionals? 
Okay, so I, I did um, a diploma in software development. Mm-hmm. And then um, for my degree, I majored in computer security. Oh, right. Okay, you get that as a major. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't, they like, I, I don't know any better, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did the basics. You know, you know, coming from African families, like you study law, engineering, yeah, doctor. I don't know anything and I, else. And accounting. <laughs> and accounting. <laughs> Okay, brilliant. University, I went to um, in Australia. I actually had um, that as an option, and I, I, you know, at the time I thought, wow, that's different. But I thought it was also very exciting. And you know, I mean, I got my degree in two thousand and nine. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, sorry, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I beg your pardon. But um, you know, even when I chose my major, I just thought this is interesting, especially with where the world was going. Exactly. So yeah, I'm glad I actually did that. Yeah. Oh, super. So I have uh, an undergrad bachelor in computer and information sciences, and then I have a master's in cybersecurity. Jay, so you guys are like really smart up there, hey? (laughs) So, okay. So, I mean, in the intro, I spoke about um, what I believe, um, you know, where you guys can have some control in, you know. So I was speaking about like um, online banking, um, people do online purchases, online dating and and for me that was like cybersecurity in our everyday lives is that it or is is there something even more basic where we're using this and maybe we don't even know yeah you know i think with cybersecurity the interesting thing is you know even if you don't know much about it you're almost every day you're engaged in something that speaks to it yeah. and you gave very good examples um your online uh, banking for example you find that before you log on to your portal um, you know, first of all, the site is secure, and then you're asked to authenticate yourself, which is, you know, we want to know that it's really you. Mm. So how do we know it's really you? Mm. Give us your password, and then maybe, you know, um, the, the company will then send you maybe, you know, a one-time pin to, to right. confirm that it's actually you. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's you know, I think, Brenda, you can come in. It's interesting because almost everything we do every day, whether it's mobile money, it actually involves, even going to your Facebook account, looking yeah. at your Facebook, yeah. it does involve cybersecurity. But it's across the board, in addition to what Tammy's saying, you're looking at social media, you're looking at, um, it's, it's even interesting how it's extending to just your home appliances as well. Mm. Um, you know, your Alexa, your Google, you know, your all these, you know, uh, virtual assistants, mm. that's a form of interacting with data cybersecurity as well. It's, it's, it's basically become your everyday interaction. Um, load, you know, looking at basic stuff, online banking, um, mobile money from an African point of view, um, just, uh, what else? Buying stuff, you know, now we're, we're doing online purchases. There's a lot of um, e-commerce that's going on um, in Zambia, in Africa. Um, that in itself is cybersecurity or elements of it. So, so, so do you know what scares me about all of this? Is that a lot of the information, our private and personal information is out there. So yes. I know um, Tambi spoke about, oh, it will send you a one-time pin to, you know, you authenticate to make sure it's you. But I mean, there's people who live off thrive off, you know, stealing information for whatever reason. I mean, I, I saw I, I saw something on the news this morning or yesterday that was saying that um, cybercrime in the United States is up 100% from the, this time last year. 
how how is it possible that we're evolving so fast all these things are changing but it seems like the hackers and scamsters and all these fraudsters are one up against everyone else like what is going on so i think you know we we've had these conversations before with tambi i think you need to think of the fraudsters as people that's their full-time job mm. just like you and i go have our full-time jobs right right that is stealing so they're going to look for creative ways to to do it and if we're going to look at the basics um the most creative way of getting information is social engineering mm. which is basically uh where i ask you questions to try and get that personal information out of you so i'll be like oh and so you know you had a dog when you were young what's the dog's name right okay what's your maiden what's your mother's maiden name mm. oh, okay cool and then i will go and i'll try and check these things out if i know what your email address is because guess what i can get it from linkedin i can get it from facebook i can get it from instagram mm. you know and then i just try out all these different passwords right. so it's 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 evolving because people want a board and they've got nothing else to do mm. it's their job and yeah. they're looking at creative ways you know in our industry we talk about zero day malware which is malware that and malware is just basically um infam- uh, what how, how can we explain malware time do you want to jump in here <laughs> malicious, <laughs> malicious software basically okay. to, to get your information right mm-hmm. and um there is what you call zero day malware where it has never been used before ever mm-hmm. so it's not like a ransomware attack that has been used uh, the biggest one was like wanna cry i'm sure you heard of wanna cry in your employment and and stuff like that that was a big um, ransomware so it's not mm-hmm. something like wanna cry that has been used before it's literally fresh from the pot right nobody has seen it before mm. so you have people that are doing this as an everyday job right. and obviously because we are very liberal with our data um it makes it easier for them so how how do Just we to add on, um, sorry go ahead tambi yeah yeah sure um you know I, I think the other issue that's coming up is we're becoming more and more um we're relying more and more on on, on technology mm. that's you know it, it's good but it's also becoming a problem um, you know, in reference to the stats that you just mentioned mm. uh, with the US, mm. was that big incident that happened, I think, a month ago with the pipeline, if you remember. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right. That was ransomware. So what had happened was these hackers um, attacked, I believe it was the, I think it's the payment system for the company. So this, this oil company, um, pretty much everything is digital. Right. So there's nobody on the ground, um, you know, doing things that maybe in Africa we would normally do. Most of it is, is done via, you know, online systems. Yes. And they realized, okay, if we hit these guys in this way and we ask for X amount of money, mm, we'll probably get the money. But then, of course, the after effects were something else where we were seeing people going with plastic containers to, <laughs> to go and get gas because there was a panic. Yeah. Excuse me. So, um yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunately, it's a very lucrative business because then they will hold you at ransom and say, we've got a hold of your systems, mm-hmm. pay us $20 million mm. or you don't have access to your systems. Right. And what's happening is you're finding a lot of companies now are being exposed. Their security is sparse. Mm. There's a problem. So what do we do? Do mm. we keep quiet? Do we try and come back online? Or maybe it makes more sense to, uh, let's just pay them. Right. But also in paying them, not guarantee you will get your system. Right. Yeah. You know, so 
yeah, so pretty much it's, you know, we've become so reliant on technology. I mean, think about it. Almost everything, you know, that we used to do manually, physically, you yeah. can do that online. So, but, but what is the alternative? Like, I mean, looking at this U.S. example with, with, the, with the guests, what is the alternative? Fine, you've, you've gone digital on your whole system. Technology is great. Um, yes, you, you see that there's this, an issue in your security system. Do you then, you know, take a step back and say, okay, maybe part of it will be digital. The other part will be doing it manually. Like, how do you fix a situation like this? What, what are you guys saying in your, in your world? So, you know, I, I think from like the history of a lot of the ransomware attacks, um, normally with ransomware, the easiest way, the fastest way to recover from that without paying anyone yeah. is restore from a backup. So when you find that a company, you know, they're, they're, they're stalling, it's because they don't have a backup. Uh. And we talk about that. I mean, think about you and I. We have phones, we have pictures. What will happen if you don't back up your pictures and your phone crashes? Mm. You know, we will cry. Yeah, you <laughs> will lose everything. Yeah. 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 So even with companies, you know, it, again, like I said, it sounds like something very small, but you find that big organizations are not backing up. Mm. They're yeah. data. They're not also yeah. what, we're, what we're calling um, penetration testing. So yeah. where you can have professionals who can um, try and break your system mm. from the perspective of a hacker, just so you can know, okay, um, you know, this area is weak. Let's fix this. Let's fix that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I really believe a lot of companies, they kind of take these things for granted. You know, ah, it won't happen to us. Or, nah, you know, we're a small company. Yeah, you mm. know, it won't happen until, you know, then we be, we're forced to be, to be reactive when something does happen. Yeah. So it, it's, it's more of, we need to be proactive. Um, you know, keeping our, 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 our antennas up, making sure we're securing our systems, you know, and also make sure that our employees are engaged with, you know, throw a lot of security awareness at your people. Mm. Like Brenda talked about social engineering. Um, interesting enough, you also find with a lot of these ransomways because the, the hackers were able to come in by, for example, an email. They send someone an email saying, you've won X amount of money, click here. Mm. And you click there, not realizing you've given them access to your entire system. Yeah, I don't know, Brenda, if you want to add on something there. I think another thing that uh, I'll just add on is uh, in our industry, we, we tend to say that there are two people, those that know that they've been hacked and those that don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us don't know. <laughs> it's just that. So, and a lot of us don't know that we are. <laughs> But using that example of someone sends an email, um, sorry, just using the example that someone sent an email and say, you've won a million, click here. Um, because it's curiosity, right? They, they, they work on our curiosity. How, how do we, because I, I mean, I'm just thinking back to like WhatsApp groups, the way people forward random stuff to say Toyota's giving away three million cars, um, click here. You know, it, it, in the same way that they send it phishing over email, is that the same way they can hack into your information on your phone? pretty much the same well the concept is the same right mm. um you, you're talking about whatsapp and yeah emails. i think i think we well i like to say it's common sense yeah if i haven't entered any um toyota competition mm. why would i be winning something from toyota <laughs> I did a stroke you of know? luck <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, but but it is interesting because I mean the one of the companies I worked for previously we um, had an issue where our um, emails were hacked and and you know they use um, 
they'll use something very similar to your email address and change one little minor thing that yes. you know w- yes, w- if right. you're not really paying attention you know it it, it can fly and um yeah. our payments basically were redirected to whoever is the hacker and i mean this is possibly yeah. two years later we've never recovered that money it makes me think of yeah. you you guys heard of the story of hush puppy or oh, he called himself hush puppy he was a n- yes. nigerian <laughs> And I'm just thinking, if people like him can get away with stuff like that for so long, there must be a lot of people who, like uh, Brenda was saying, don't have this common sense. Because I think he, yeah. his, his way of doing things was sending emails and saying, I'm a, an American soldier stuck in Nigeria or wherever, you know, yeah. and people would send money. I guess that was one of the, yeah. the scams. Even this whole Nigerian prince thing that has been going on for decades. You would think that people in 2021 can figure out that it's, you know, it's a scam. Why, and would I, in order to get my money, why would I ask you to give me money? Uh, no, you work on people's goodwill, I guess. That's that, that's probably what they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking from the other side, guys. <laughs> So okay, let's get let's get back to the topic at hand. So you guys are obviously black um, African women who are in the cybersecurity space. Um, yeah. So Tambi is saying she was in Australia. Brenda, I, I, you were in South Africa, I believe. Yes, I was in South Africa. So, and I'm now based in Spain. Now you're in Spain. So what is yeah. the African space like right now for for people of your qualification? I mean, yes, the whole world is you know evolving with technology and everything, but um, we've got, like we shared before, mobile money. That's what's happening in, in, in rest of Africa. But how's the uptake on cybersecurity? Is it happening? Is it, is it there? So in my case, it is there. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely evolved. It's, it's not, um, it's, it's got to do with a lot of online transactions. Mm. So there's there's a lot of emphasis on online transactions. There's a lot of emphasis on changing passwords, making sure passwords are secure. Um, you Technically, best practice is you need to change your password every three months. And you need to make sure that your password is not the same across all your different um, platforms. So what you're using for um, Facebook should be different from what you're using for Instagram and, and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also been a hefty... Um, amount of money that has been put into um, awareness because like I, I personally believe um, in most cases people are the weakest link mm. like some of the examples that Tammy gave earlier in terms of clicking on emails what you also said yourself you know the email came in and it just had a different letter mm-hmm. uh, people are not really um looking into that so i think there's a lot of money that's been also put in into awareness but then there's also this aspect of data privacy that has come in especially from with the introduction of gdpr which looks at um ensuring that your data is used for the right purposes of of what um the business is trying to use it for Mm. for example if i want to buy a pair of shoes um technically i should only be given giving my shoe size they don't need to know what my address is. They, de- they don't need to know whether I'm male or female. They don't need to know whether I'm black, white, mm-hmm. or, you know, Indian or whatever the case is. They they need to use the specific data for the use of what that business is. Mm-hmm. So you've got elements of GDPR coming in, data so- privacy, data use, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that that's really um, coming out. Um, I don't know whether, Tambi, you want to add anything else? So, so just tell us what GDPR is. Oh gosh, it's uh, <laughs> um, 
Now you're putting me on the spot. No, you're just throwing it around there. Tell us. <laughs> so GDPR is the General Data Protection Regulation. Ah, okay. So it is, it, it's a regulation that's part of the uh, European Union that mm-hmm. looks at um, data privacy or how data should be used. So what's the African equivalent of, if, if, that's, if, if that's the European regulation? So do we have one? There, there are quite a number. Okay. Well, in South Africa, I know there's Poppy. The yes, Poppy we've Act got the Poppy Act. The equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Zambia, we've got the Data Protection Bill, right, mm-hmm. Zambi? Um, Act. Act, yeah, the Data Protection Act. Act. But right. I think in Africa, compared to the EU, we don't have a universal one like yeah. the one that the EU has. So in Africa, it's just, you know, it's dependent on the country. Okay. Really. Yeah. So, so how would you know that your information is being used outside what it was intended for? So like you were saying, you bought your pair of shoes um, and then for whatever reason, now you find that, you know, you're being emailed information about something else. Like how do you ensure once you sign up onto, for something that the data is being used for exactly what you intended it for? What it was so intended So that's for? where the act is actually coming into to try and make sure that this happens. Because usually if you look at Google... Um, have you ever gone to Google and then you just see you want a nice pair of shoes, for example, and mm-hmm. then the next minute all you're doing is getting all these adverts of shoes and stuff yes. like that because, yeah. that because of your cookies and cookies are almost like bookmarkers. Um, okay. So when you say accept cookies, it's like a bookmarker um, that you're putting oh, into your I browser. See. Okay. And basically, that's why we say read like the the the, the what the cookies are 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 saying mm. because some you are giving them access to advertise to you. Okay. By saying, by accepting that, so you need to go in and just get the basic functions because for a website to work, there's there are basic functionalities that it need, it needs for it to work. But other stuff in terms of giving ads, personalized information, and all that stuff, you can actually switch that stuff off. So. And I see a lot um, of websites now. When you go onto them, it's it, it forces you to manage the cookies. Yes. Is that something that's come in recently? Because I've noticed it recently that every website I go into, it's manage cookies and settings and whatnot. I've also noticed more of it recently, but mm. even in the past, it was there. Um, I don't know whether Tambi has had a different experience. Okay, um, that's actually because of the GDPR. <laughs> oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, so what they're trying to do is saying, look, um, we need your permission to track you. Mm. So, you know, yes or no. Yeah. Um, that's where that's coming from. Um, and then just to go, you know, back to your, your question about, you know, how do we keep... Um, track on, on the information and stuff. Mm. Uh, Brenda kind of touched on it. Um, unfortunately, you know, the T's and C's, the terms and conditions are long. Yeah. It's time to read these. Things. No one reads them. But normally, they would tell, yes, they would tell you exactly what they're doing with your information. Mm. You look at this case with WhatsApp, mm-hmm. um, who, funny story, have now changed their minds mm-hmm. <laughs> about forcing us to agree to their privacy policy. Yeah. But if you looked at the information that they were collecting from 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 our devices, it mm-hmm. was quite a lot of information. Mm. And so, you know, I guess for some people, you, you say, well, you know, I don't really care. You know, take that information to Facebook. I don't care. Right. But for people who don't have Facebook accounts, it's like, wait a minute. Mm. Why are you taking this information? Yeah. I don't understand. Right. So it's, you know, again, to Brenda's point, to stress it again, um, you know, let's just make sure that we actually read those T's and C's because mm. um, I remember some years ago there was an app um, I forget the name, but you would like upload a picture to it and mm-hmm. then it would show you what you would look like 
Yes, I remember that. Yes, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. There was a little, little, little term in there that a lot of people missed. Mm -hmm. And what it said was by accepting um, the app onto your phone, it's only onto your phone, mm -hmm. you were giving them permission to access your, I think it's your photos on your phone. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, so which could mean, I'll give you an example, not that they, they did it, but mm. an example would be, okay, you know, because, you know, we have that fear of missing out, social media, right? right. Everyone's doing it, I want to do it, I don't care, install the app, let's go. Mm. And so now we have access to your photo library. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it could mean tomorrow you will see your face on an advert for something that you didn't agree to, mm. you know, maybe denouncing a president somewhere. Mm. And then, you you know, you can't argue it out, but it's like, well, you accepted, mm. you know, we, we put that in there. If you didn't read it, it's not our problem. Mm. It's there. You did say yes. So we have to be very careful with, um, you know, before you install an app, you know, just make sure you read everything and you agree to what they're going to do with the information that um, they're getting from you. Mm. Um, if you've updated your Apple devices recently, I think it's to iOS 14, mm -hmm. they included something there where um, they've actually forced um, app developers to tell you um, mm -hmm. what they're doing with your information. Okay. And it's giving you the right to say yes or no. So say, say you say no, doesn't that, and I know Apple had this issue a while back where, um, yeah. and I don't know if it's related. So say you say no on this upgrade, um, then maybe your device doesn't work as quickly. It doesn't, you know, some apps are functionalities is now obsolete or whatever. So it, it pretty much forces you to say, the only thing I can do is actually say yes, because saying no is just going to frustrate me. So they're sort of frustrating you to a yeah. position, isn't it? Yeah, to an extent, to an extent. But I think also one thing that um, you know, I'm a bit biased towards Apple. I'm an Apple person. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I do like about Apple is they, they you know, it could, it could be a marketing you know, gimmick. I don't know. But they are very big on privacy. Right. Very, very big on privacy. Yeah. So they want you, the consumer, to be in control of your data and your information. Mm. You know, the funny thing, just uh, just right before we, we started recording this, um, I got a, an update from Google. So I, I have an Android. Um, but basically, Google is telling me everywhere I've been for the last, like it's an update of the last month, every place I've visited. And I was just like, you know, it's actually quite scary, the information that is out there, because someone can track your every move um, and, and you actually don't know, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. So you guys then started a podcast. Tell me the story about that. Well, what what inspired you? Tandy, you wanna go? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you. Would go. So, the podcast. <laughs> Interesting. Um, the COVID happened. Right. Uh, Brenda was still in Spain. Yeah. And you know, um, Spain at at the t I think it's been almost maybe a year and a couple of months, right, Brenda? Yeah. Um. So you know going through what um, was happening in Spain with the lockdown, Brenda came up with an idea of mm -hmm. starting a podcast. Mm -hmm. So Brenda, take it away. Cause <laughs> <laughs> so she's, she's giving me so much credit. It was really both of us. Um, it, what he said is true, but also in addition to that is that Tambi and I used to always have these conversations where we would be like, but you know, we would, would read things and, would be in conversations or in group chats where you know people are saying either things that we don't necessarily agree with or things that are missing and would be like okay you know um how how can we better um 
help people understand that this is not a very complex thing as they think. Mm. Because like you said in the beginning, you, you hear cybersecurity, you're like, oh my God, coding, you're, oh, mm. you know, you know, you're just looking at ones and zeros. Exactly. And it's not necessarily that. It's just um, things, it evolving from information security. Mm-hmm. It's now called cybersecurity because it's the next, you know, nice name yeah. to, to put out there. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, that's how it started. So we, we, we used to talk about conversations. We used to talk about, you know, things that are going on uh, where we're working or, you know, our experiences and stuff like that. And we thought, how can we simplify this in a way that even our parents can mm-hmm. um, understand what we're trying to say when we're we're trying to explain um, certain concepts, and yeah, and then as she said, it was in COVID time, and you know, mm-hmm. um, you needed an outlet, exactly, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we 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 started a podcast, so mm-hmm. that's how it it actually started, yeah. And you guys call it Honeypot Chats. Where is that? Like Honeypot Chats, and I thought of you know what's his name, the bear, the Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I honestly thought that and I was like oh maybe someone's got an affiliation who am I you know <laughs> so where, where is Honeypot Chats what, what's what's behind the name Tammy you, you, you will simplify it better than I will I'll probably go into into fourth year conversation <laughs> okay so you know we were thinking of you know catching names something different right and so we came up with honeypots because, um, so in, in, in technology, um, a honeypot really is, it's pretty much the same way, you know, think of, yeah, honey, mm-hmm. you, you know, you'd be attracted to honey. So sometimes what, um, organizations will do is they will create, say a dupe of their network. Okay. And they do that. So hackers will try and hack that dupe of the network right and then you learn from from their patterns and that helps you secure okay um your systems it's like yeah. bait so just thought, you know yeah pretty yeah. much like bait okay yeah. so we're like um you know it's, it's a pretty cool term <laughs> so we're gonna go with honeypot chats and that's how we, we came up with the name okay and how's the uptake been um thus far i mean are, are people coming back to you and saying oh that's easy i can't believe it was that simple you know um the entire time like whatever concepts you guys share yeah Yes, you know, there's been great um, feedback from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, you know, I'll let Brenda come in as well. Um, from my side, I've had people who said to me, look, you know, we sit in meetings with people in cybersecurity or IT, and we know that they deliberately use all these terms. Big words, you know, yeah. They, they use all these, you know, technology terms. Nobody knows, but it's a way of just, you know, trying to end the conversation very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, type of thing, and they're like, you know, I never, you know, I would see this 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 phrase being used around or being thrown around. Never understood it, mm-hmm. and so from you know, especially in Zambia, I've had a lot of feedback, even from people in the US, a lot of feedback in terms of, you know, hey, that, you know, that, okay, that's, you know, I understand it, and then also conversations come from that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when, yeah, share your experience. Um. Yeah. In addition to that. I think I've scared a lot of people <laughs> into, being, into being safe, which means I'm doing a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, um, they're uh, similar to, to, to Tambi's feedback. It's more of, oh gosh, you know, we thought it was this complicated um, thing, but it's actually very simple. You know, some of them, it's like, oh gosh, it's common sense. And you're like, yeah, now you, you understand where we're coming from. Mm. Like, you know, it's everybody's yeah. responsibility. But, you know, um, I remember I was talking to a family member and um, I think 
Champion I had just done the episode on I don't know whether it was social engineering I think it was uh, season one episode three or something like that and um, this family member had just you know in Zambia or I would say across Africa mostly when you go to a government area you kind of write your details down right. in a book yes so you're putting mm. your your residential address you're putting everything your basically number, your telephone mm. number everything is pretty much there so she had gone somewhere and then she had just listened to um, that episode mm-hmm. and then she's like you know what I gave false information because I was like all these years <laughs> I've been giving all my information and I have no idea where this information has been going or who has access yeah. to it you know so she's like yeah thanks a lot for scaring me I'm like no then that's a good thing you know at least you're now more cognizant and I think the aim of our podcast is not necessarily even though I'm joking to say scare people but it's to to make sure that people are aware of what they're doing exactly if like Tambi had said um, earlier if you're going to use a certain app know what they're doing with your data Mm. you know don't be oblivious to how they're using your data you know if you're going to answer uh read the t's and c's or even if you know tambi mentioned the t's and c's are very long just go to the part where they say data usage mm. if you don't want to read yeah. anything else right. you know, just go to that part where they say data usage and you have an understanding of what they're doing with your data mm. it's in most cases you're kind of you know forced into using this technology but just know what they're using your technology for and and we often like to say Right now, you wouldn't, you and wouldn't be going around in the street saying, "My passport number is <laughs> exactly blah blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right." I live at number what 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 what. I mm-hmm. have, you know, two yeah. boys. I'm married. I'm this. I'm that. You hey, know, you're you giving wouldn't. away my information now, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get the flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but, 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 but yeah. That, Go ahead. That's what we're doing on social media. That's true. That's we very are, true. We're checking in into this thing. We're putting our passport numbers with our ticket numbers with the barcodes. Recently, we know uh, with 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 the voting that's going on in Zambia, for example, mm-hmm. you know, people were registering to vote, and they're you know, great, you've registered to vote, but mm-hmm. you know, you want the whole world to know that you're voting. Here you mm-hmm. are putting your NRC number. You're mm-hmm. putting your voters card, right. forgetting that your barcode has that information. So and what and what. Yeah. So what I was going to say is just give me the example of what the worst thing that is that can happen with that. So you're in Zambia. You've now posted on your Facebook that you've you've registered to vote. And here's your voters card and your NRC number. What is the worst thing that could happen? Go. Well, the worst thing is that you can be a victim of fraud. OK. No, I'm, I'm just trying to get the people to understand what the effect is. You know, <laughs> that, that, that is one thing. Another thing is um, this infamous check in, check in. Yes. Things, you know. In if if you look well, I wouldn't say in Africa, but in the states, you know, you've heard of cases where people kids have been kidnapped because their parents are checking in at certain areas. Yeah, that's information that you're giving out. Like people don't understand how important sensitive it is. It is. The things yeah. that you wouldn't do mm. in real life. You wouldn't you wouldn't say my child goes to this school. You wouldn't say my child is in this grade. You wouldn't say my child is this. We're going on vacation to this place. You wouldn't be saying that. Um, to a group of people that you don't know. But basically what you're doing on social media is you're standing in the middle of the road in the street and you're screaming out all your personal details. Right. Okay. So if there's one big takeaway um, that you'd want everyone to, to listen, this is the first time that I've heard of you guys and Honeypot Chats, and they're like, okay, fine, I've just listened to two people who are professionals in the cybersecurity space. For me, as a 30-something-year-old African woman, what is, the one, what is my one takeaway? 
That's a very good question. Um, one takeaway. It's mm, a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you can think about it, and then we could we could post it later. <laughs> I think I think the one takeaway is just be very cognizant mm. of of what you do, especially we're going to talk about it not necessarily from a working corporate point of view but from as an individual as Brenda yeah just be cognizant of what you're doing with your data and how you're interacting in this digital space because it's not going anywhere if mm. anything it's going to get more advanced um so just just yeah be cognizant of what it is that you're putting out there who you're communicating with you know earlier we spoke about online dating you know mm-hmm. some of the people that are on these apps are not exactly who they say they are mm. um just just be wary if anything i think have doubt until you you've proven otherwise otherwise yeah um yeah i think that that would be my i guess one big takeaway okay yeah um for me um i think it's, it's along the same lines as well um you know like i said earlier on um you know the world is evolving technology is making our lives a lot easier mm-hmm. but also it's made um, it's, it's enabling um, a lot of the cyber crimes as well and we just need to be smart mm. um, you know just be very smart with the way you you know from posting your information from doing your online banking you know don't leave your passwords lying around even when you go to an ATM be careful with people who might be behind you or you know sometimes people insert all these devices into the ATM so we have to be alert because you know cybercrime is on the rise mm-hmm. um you know like i said technology is technology is evolving but the crime is also evolving at a faster rate right yeah. okay so just for everyone who wants to be able to catch you guys on as as often as you guys publish where are you guys found so we are found on facebook instagram and twitter our handle is at honeypot chats and then we're also found on major platforms podcasting platform so that's your apple google spotify um anchor um under the name honey Podcasts. brilliant you guys have been amazing i feel like i've learned so much more um now i'm scared about my information i have to change passwords because that's good I'm, I'm i'm the type who usually uses the one password because <laughs> then i don't have to remember much but thank you so much for coming and i appreciate you so i love you all for listening and as always i am out